This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, March 22nd. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. AgTech Workforce Development, SCOTUS Hearing, Arguments on Union Organizing, and House Votes to Block Farm Program Cuts. SCOTUS to hear arguments in California Union Organizing case. The Supreme Court will hear arguments this morning in a case where two California agribusinesses allege that union organizers' right to recruit their on their property amounts to constitutional taking that requires compensation. Pacific Legal Foundation represents a nursery and a packing company that argues unions that exercise their right under California law to come onto company property are, in effect, appropriating an access easement. The companies are supported by numerous friends of the court, including ag groups. California and its supporters, which include law professors and farm labor advocacy groups, among others, contend the law does not result in a taking in part because it only allows access for three hours a day, 120 days a year. The parties disagree over whether a victory for the property owners would threaten enforcement of vital health and safety laws. Karen Ross Ag tech can learn from healthcare. As California agriculture transitions to mechanization to reduce labor costs, the healthcare industry may hold some lessons. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross on Friday explained how healthcare businesses worked with schools to map out gaps in the labor force. We need to do some of that mapping and make it available, said Ross during the Salinas Valley Ag Technology Summit last week. Let's be bold and let's do the master plan for the future of agriculture. Ross said this is the time to do it since a boatload of money is coming into the state for economic recovery that can be channeled into workforce development at the local and regional levels. She cautioned that investing in the workforce should happen concurrently with the development of new technologies. Waiting too long would lead to further job displacement, she said. Well, there is still time to sign up for the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit. That event kicks off this morning with remarks from Ag Secretary Vilsack and House Ag Committee leaders, both David Scott of Georgia and Glenn G.T. Thompson of Pennsylvania. There's also panel discussions on carbon sequestration and climate change policy as we explore the risks, the rewards, and the uncertainties of the subject. Huge dollars coming in for California broadband. In another discussion at the AgTech Summit, Secretary Ross said the federal administration across agencies is focusing on the issue of broadband connectivity. Ross has a seat on the California Broadband Council, which recently delivered an action plan to the governor. The report called for broadband speeds four times that of the federal standard. Ross said the state needs to find out where all the pots of money for broadband will be coming from and leverage that with private sector dollars. Local communities must develop plans for how to funnel that money into upgrading the local broadband infrastructure, she said. Better data analytics would help agriculture with weather and weather forecasting and even modeling new pest introductions and pathways, she explained. After ag burning ban, lawmakers look to incentivize bioenergy. 
Assemblymember Rudy Salas of Bakersfield has introduced a measure to send more incentive dollars to bioenergy projects for biomass conversion. The bill would carve out at least 20% of the grant funding of the Public Utilities Commission, providing for development of new technologies. The bill recognizes that open burning of forest and agriculture waste is a significant source of air pollution and climate pollution. The phase-out of agriculture burning in the San Joaquin Valley calls for increasing funding for biomass conversion and investment in new and emerging technologies to maximize the benefits of biomass conversion. House votes to block farm program cuts. It's now up to the Senate. The House on Friday voted 246 to 175 to block the newly enacted $1.9 trillion economic stimulus package from triggering deep cuts in government programs. The cuts become automatic if Congress doesn't waive PAYGO requirements under a 2011 budget law that was intended to limit deficit spending. House Agriculture Committee Chairman David Scott of Georgia said without the waiver, USDA programs were at risk to be cut by $29 billion. Representative Jimmy Panetta, the California Democrat, warned that the cuts would, quote, zero out popular conservation programs, including the Environmental Quality Incentives Program and the Conservation Stewardship Program. Twenty-nine Republicans joined Democrats in passing the waiver measure, but Senate Democrats may not be able to count on GOP support unless they can negotiate a deal or tuck the measure into a larger, must-pass piece of legislation. Democrats point out that they supported a similar PAYGO waiver that was required because of the 2017 tax cuts. Vilsack Imhoff Pitch Stimulus Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will be joined by Second Gentleman Doug Imhoff today in Iowa that to pitch the benefits of the stimulus bill officially known as the American Rescue Plan. The bill authorized $1,400 a person direct payments, extended enhanced and unemployment benefits, also included $3.6 billion for retooling food supply chain and purchasing ag commodities. Today's event is a part of the White House Help Is Here Tour, promoting the ARP and will follow Vilsack's appearance this morning with the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit. Senate to vote on Labor Secretary confirmation. The Senate will vote on the confirmation of Marty Walsh to be Secretary of Labor today. Former chair of the House Education and Labor Committee, George Miller, a California Democrat, says Walsh will likely have to address the H-2A program once he takes office. He doesn't have a choice. He's going to be involved in it. We're talking about the labor policy in this country, our access to individuals who have substantially contributed to the economy, Miller told AgriPulse. Miller also said Walsh understands President Joe Biden's plan to address climate change through creating new jobs and low-carbon fuels, wind, hydropower, and other sectors. Here's today's She Said It. The petitioner's extreme legal theory, if adopted, could threaten not only workers' rights, but regulatory policies across the country. That Victoria Hasid, chair of the Agriculture Labor Relations Board, ahead of the U.S. Supreme Court case today. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, March 22nd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. 
for AgriPulse Daybreak West. I'm Jeff Daly.